you have to be mindful of your energetic frequency at all times. A potent truth from my dear friend and sister, Sherry Amay. Join me and Sherry as we dive deep, and I mean deep, into a conversation about timelines, energetics, and sovereignty. This is Sherry's second time on the podcast. If you missed the first episode, please hit pause now and go listen to episode number 237 first, because in that episode, Sherry shares more of her story, which will serve as great context for today's episode. In this episode, tune in and learn how you can begin understanding your true role during this time in human civilization, the three different realms that we are currently living in, what it means to live within different timelines, the real reason why you may be feeling so depleted these days, a potent distinction to clarify who's really here to serve and support you versus who's really here to use you, and what it really means to be a sovereign being in today's world. Sherry Amay is a creative strategist and founder of Authentic Awareness Initiative. She is also a cancer, near-death, and heart transplant survivor. Her personal story went viral on social media with over 5 million views after her featured TV guest interview on NBC with Megyn Kelly. Sherry advocates for self-leadership and the rebirthing of the aligned creative spirit. All of the teachings she shares have guided her in becoming a globally recognized speaker, thought leader, and creative visionary. With the launch of her business, Sherry guides visionary leaders on an inner quest to awaken the authentic self and activate their greatest creative legacies. Her most powerful teachings are reminders of the deeper connection we all have with the greater wholeness of life. Sherry has spoken alongside some of the top surgeons, engineers, and technology experts in the world. She has played a guest role in the Lionsgate movie, Wander Darkly, and has been a featured guest on the Dr. Oz show and Megyn Kelly today. Sherry has also been featured on ABC, NHK, Japan, Forbes, NASDAQ, and Inc. This episode is a deep one deep one. We go into a conversation that most people aren't daring to go into. So buckle up family. This is going to be good. Now, remember before we go any further, if you dig this episode, please drop a rating and review on iTunes and download a few episodes to help me get this podcast out to more leaders around the world. You can also text hashtag potent truth to 1781-336-0160 to start receiving weekly potent truth straight to your phone. And again, don't forget to grab a copy of my book, Potent Leadership. It's available on Amazon and Audible. And now finally, let us drop in to a deep and insightful conversation to help you understand the shadows from different timelines with my dear sister, Sherry Amay. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion and deep within your center, therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? 
It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, welcome to another episode of Potent Truth. And in today's episode, I have a returning guest. She was featured in episode 237 entitled Uncovering Your True Purpose During a Time of Great Uncertainty. And that episode was pure gold. Today's episode is going to be no different. If anything, we're probably going to go way deeper than this and into a very important discussion, especially for these times. Cherie, thank you so much for being a guest on the show twice, for coming back, and for be willing for your willingness to dive into this topic, which I feel, I think you and I feel not enough people are talking about right now. Um, so thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm super excited to just drop in. Uh, thank you, Ruby. Thank you so much. And hello, everyone. It is so exciting to be back on your podcast. Um, thank you for inviting me on. And I just cannot wait to dive in because a lot has happened even since the last time I was on here. Oh, my God. So I had to check to see when you were on here. Cause it felt like forever. And then I realized, oh, it really wasn't that long ago. It's just the timelines that we're moving through right now. And also you and I have been along with so many people in humanity have been navigating a lot too, regarding these timelines and this juncture in humanity that has everything to do with the energetics in our collective. Um, so I would love to start, cause I feel like everyone can listen everyone can go back and listen to episode 237 and learn more about Sherry and her story and all that good stuff. I'd really like for us to just dive right into this. So how about we start here? How about we start with what you've been feeling in the energetic realm since our last discussion and what you ended up shifting due to what you uncovered? Yeah. We are going there, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the last time I was on, I know I was I was in my own kind of in-between stage. Like I knew for a while, for a few years, that things were getting ready to shift drastically. In fact, I think I mentioned even on the other episode that I had started sensing it in my the work that I was doing in technology. I was sensing that a lot of what we are actually starting to see unfold in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I just remember a few years ago, kind of like raising the flag, like, hey, I think we need to start paying attention to this, you know, um, this, this storm coming. <laughs> 
And everyone kind of looked at me like I had 10 heads. They just, you know, I had stumbled upon something that we really weren't in the midst of um, dealing with at the time. And so a lot of times when you are able to foresee something, um, it can be very hard with those around you that don't see the same thing or they don't see this, the urgency of what it is that you see. And a lot of what I was seeing was um, actually reported in some of the data that I was looking at. So I um, was working for a company uh, doing advisory and I was studying data ethics. So I was researching data, I was researching um, artificial intelligence and really um, I knew data was like the new oil, okay? Like we see it now, like now data has become a big, big conversation, but this was like right before, you know, everyday people really understood the impact of privacy, data and freedom of speech. So, and I'm talking like prior to, you know, 2020. So this was like around 2018. And, um, and so the data was just showing like, for me, this, imp this impending storm. Um, and so on the last podcast, you know, where I was when we discussed um, the current events at that time, I was really in the midst of finding myself caught between two worlds, really. And that was like this world of the pandemic, right? And everything that was unfolding and everything that people were really starting to deal with, right? Um, and then I'm still seeing this forecast that's a few years away, right? And I didn't know timing-wise, um, I just knew I could see instantly this, this like kind of domino effect that was building. And so personally and professionally, I was really um, in a pivotal moment of trying to figure out what path I was going to go down, right? Was I going to really continue down this road of, of walking the path of data ethics and kind of being this standout, standalone person that's like raising the flag of something I saw coming, you know, or was I going to just allow humanity um, time to experience events as they unfold. And that's kind of where um, this overlap of a lot of the work that I do, it seems to be this overlap between like science, tech, and spirituality, right? So it's kind of like um, I was reaching this point of like, what are what is my role here? <laughs> what is my role on the planet right now as humanity is starting to begin, this was 2020, begin the process of something that I knew was going to keep unfolding into something even bigger than the pandemic? What is my role in that? right? Which is a very, very big question for so many of us right now. Is my role to like beat it down over your head day after day 
you know, there's a storm coming, there's a storm coming. Or do I allow you to trust in the everyday unfoldment of life and deal with events as they come? And, um, and I know a lot of us were, were kind of stuck in this uh, same position um, of not knowing what to say about some things that we were finding, about some medical choices that we had to make. And, um, you know, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of tug and, and um, uh, you know, clashes between mindsets. And so, um, you know, that weighed on my soul. <laughs> I'll just be honest. It really, it weighed on my soul. And I think I mentioned there was, you know, some months where I really struggled to even get out of bed because I just, I know the power of the human spirit. I know, I know what we are capable of creating for our lives. Um, and, you know, that ties into this, you know, amazing near-death experience that I had um, over 10 years ago, where I really got to see like the pure human soul and what we are able to do um, when I crossed over. And so I have this very, very powerful belief, you know, sometimes a very stubborn belief, like, look, we can do this. Like, let's just, here's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and believe it. And then let's just shift. Let's shift timelines. Like let's, let's create this better world. Now we have the power to stop this. And that part of me started to realize like, whoa, I need to take a step back because it's actually giving me anxiety it's giving me a lot of people, you know, clapping back at me. It's stressing me out. I'm not sleeping. And, um, and so that kind of builds up to what we're talking about today, which is really, you know, about navigating that road of really even knowing what your role is in this time in human civilization, human history, where we're at a pivotal junction where life as we know it is changing, right? It's not going back to the world we were used to. And so um, it's taken me many, many months um, to truly make sense of what my role is during this time and to actually go in and clear my own subconscious blocks and, and traumas and, and limiting beliefs to even unravel from what I was going through. Um, so that's pretty much what I've been working through since the last time that we spoke um, is really, truly understanding, okay, like, yes, you know, there's this information coming, you know, um, but maybe your role is something different than to tell people there's a storm coming. 
Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think there's a lot of people listening that can probably relate as in they're in that place now, mm-hmm. right? I found, you know, for me and, and most of my, our listeners know this, but the beginning of 2020, I held completely different belief systems and then things started crumbling as the narrative continued to get pushed. And by summer of 2020, I, I completely, my, my entire belief paradigm was flipped on its head and I started to see right through the matrix and the illusions. And that's when I started to really get loud and speak up. Mm -hmm. But by 2021, I was feeling the same. Like I was feeling anxiety brewing, you know, I didn't want to admit it, but I was feeling it. And it started to feel really depleting. Whereas at the beginning, it started to feel energizing because I was like, okay, I'm part of this movement that's going to help people see. And then I started to realize, oh, wait, people have to open their own eyes in order to see. That is not my job. And if anything, it's actually depleting my energy. And I started getting a lot of things thrown back at me, which sucked my energy. And it would feel, uh, it was almost like this sticky residual energetic where normally it would be easy for me to shake things off. But in these situations, it kind of stuck. And I realized by towards the end of 2021 that I needed to shift things. And it was a conversation with you where you had said that exact thing of like understanding your role during this time. And I was like, yeah, what is my role? And it dropped in immediately. It's like my, I knew unconsciously what my role is. My role is clearly to work with these leaders of humanity who have a vision for a new world, who want to pave the path. That's my role. And so a lot of that work is behind the scenes. It's not so much in the scene. It's not so much on the scene. It's not so much rah-rah and sharing tons of information because I strongly believe that if someone wants the information, they'll go find it. So that began to shift the way I show up online. It began to shift the way I was showing up in person. It was like I was able to just understand fully what I give a fuck about, what I don't give a fuck about, let's just say. Like, it was really easy for me to see that. Um, And as I start to drop into that energetic, that's when I started to notice something really wacky going on (laughs) in the online space. Like, it was like, as I start to step away and become more of an observer than being wrapped up in that, the polarity war, I started to notice the behavior of people and how there was just this weird, weird energetics being thrown around left, right, and center that felt really off and misaligned and attacking and manipulative, but from leaders, like people who call themselves, and I'm not talking about political leaders, I'm just talking about within our industries of personal development, spiritual development, within those fields. And that was such an eye-opener for me because that's when I realized, holy shit, none of us are really like innocent from this. We all can get swept up in the, let's call it the ominous energetics that are at play behind the scene. 
and we can get swept up in it without the awareness of it happening. And so that's when I really started to practice deep discernment, deeply honoring my boundaries. I already considered myself the boundary queen, but I was like, no, like I am holding this boundary. If I'm going to trust my gut, no more questioning anything, um, creating more space for myself, more solitude. And that's what 2022 has been. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what I really want to dive into. Cause I feel like there's a lot of people who are noticing this, just the feeling of it, but we're not discussing it enough. And it feels to me, and, and I'd love to hear your perspective, but this almost feels like the more important battle that we need to be aware of that's running in the background. And that's the darker energies that are at play behind the scenes, feeding off of our polarization and duality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's something that I came, became aware of more in um, towards mid 2021, um, which was that, you know, it's really all about like this deep understanding of time, space, and frequency. (laughs) That's basically what it is. All right. Let's just go there people. Um, But it really is because, um, you know, and this has to do with like understanding how the matrix is run. So in short, I mean, the matrix is pretty much run based on energetics, right? So are we in this state of like love or fear? And for the most part, humanity has been lured into this state of fear. Even when you think you're like happy, most of the time, whatever you're doing is still coming from this place of fear. If you don't really understand how the matrix has been architected right so there's like frequency and energetics right so it's really like love or fear okay we can dive deeper into this because those are just terms right now um and then there's um you know and then it's kind of like um is space right so like what is making up your space? What, like the language, the, the words you use, the, the environment you're around, um, the audio you are hearing, right? Are you, are, are you one of those people that, to, you know, spends a little bit too much time tuned into the news and, um, you know, global events and kind of getting swept up away in that? Um, or do you tend to stay more in your like current visible reality? You know, then we've got like the virtual world and then there's like the physical world of your everyday life. And with the launch of social media, a lot of so many of our worlds are also in this virtual realm, right? Which is a whole other level of space um, that you are existing in. It's a whole other consciousness um, that is very different from having somebody like physically in your presence. We're so used to it now that we don't really think much of it. Right. 
But if you're a deep thinker like I am, <laughs> you know, I'm always thinking about these things and thinking about these diff- different realms that we are constantly um, interacting with. There's some realms you can see, the physical realm, the virtual realm, and then there's the unseen realm. Okay, that's a whole other party. Um, so space is also, um, and what goes on in that space in these different realms is also architecting the matrix, right? The, the, the foundational conditions of how you see and operate in life. Um, and then there's time. And time is really interesting because um, time, and I learned this in my when I crossed over my near-death experience, but Time is not linear the way we think it is. Um, It's more of like a circular spiral. So a lot of times, um, time is such an interesting thing to explain. But uh, in so many words, there's multiple timelines always happening at once, right? That's why sometimes you can have war breakout and some people are still dancing around on tiktok like nothing has happened right like nothing has changed like the world did not just experience a pandemic they've never once said anything about the pandemic and they're still dancing their way through you know world war three breaking out okay so that is one timeline that somebody is operating on you have another timeline where somebody is really a sensitive empath and they're really taking on the energetic frequencies of and the pain and suffering of the global world. They see everything and they feel the tension and the energy. And so they might be struggling to get out of bed or they might be going to work every day, very, very stressed, or they may be trying to run their business, but things are just not happening to them because they are, their energy is leaking, right? There's distractions, their focus is kind of all over the place. That's a whole other timeline playing out. And then you've got the timeline of people experiencing the war on a physical level, experiencing being displaced, experiencing food shortages or whatever the issues that arise are. That's a whole other timeline. And so we live in a world where People are experiencing all different types of things, and we each have our own different perspective and our own history, personal history, that um, really dictates how you see and feel the world. So with all of that said, um, you have to be very, very mindful of your personal energetic frequency, always, always. And it's not something you were taught in in school, you weren't taught this in college, but this is something that is very, very critical for every human on this planet to understand that we are each energetic frequencies. We are each our own inner, we are, our own individual universe, okay? And so 
when we are walking through the world and we are getting caught off guard by all these other timelines going on, that starts to split our energy, our focus, our frequency, and it starts to deplete the nourishment of your own universal world that is the human body, right? And so again, this goes very, very, we can keep going deeper and deeper, but the human vessel is, this is the power that I was talking about. This is the individual power that um, each of us as a human being, a spiritual being in a human vessel actually um, possesses on the cellular level. We have the ability to create our world, to create our reality. I truly, truly believe that. But when you are living conditioned since birth to not understand your true capabilities, to not understand who you are as an energetic being, then you are constantly conditioned to walk through the world almost numb, numb to your own sacredness, numb to your own divinity. And then you get caught up in other people's timelines, in other people's energy, and in other institutional space, you know, bubbles, I call them. They really are space bubbles. So you have to be very, very this has to be a daily practice. You have to start to learn the power and the frequency of the innate human intelligence. You as an individual, not who you were conditioned to know yourself as, as you were growing up. Because once you start learning the power of the natural innate human intelligence, you will realize why you um, get caught up in the, this whirlwind of overlapping energies, time, timelines, and space, um, spatial realities. Okay, they're all just taking your soul and splitting it in each of those three different areas, and it's leaving your energetics completely depleted okay because you're no longer in congruence you're no longer in the wholeness of your innate natural power and so when we start diving in a little bit more about what how to navigate these times and what's actually happening to us that's kind of a visual of what's happening as you're walking around and you know, we just got a today, we just heard that Fukushima in Japan just had a 7.3 earthquake, right? So you see how quickly our attention can just, you know, and just be drawn, just split right out of us onto that. And what's happening is we are moving into a, a um, we are moving into a spatial realm that is causing the time and the space and the frequencies to all accelerate (laughs) like 
as a whole, as this planet moves through the cosmos, everything is accelerating. So we're going to feel it in our bodies. So you have to know how to harness um, your sacred energy. You have to understand the human vessel. Like this is not a luxury. This is not something for just spiritual people anymore. It doesn't matter who you are in the planet. If you want to make it through these next few years, okay, this is a absolute necessity. And the signs, like you had said earlier, number one sign is that you're feeling depleted right? You're feeling anxious. You're having trouble sleeping at night. You're having nightmares, like whatever it is. I've had all of those things, right? And it took me a very, very long time to understand what was actually happening. And speaking from experience, this is what I did. I had to start really understanding, not just, oh, okay, I crossed over, soul never dies, there's an, you know, there's an afterlife. No, no, no. I needed to understand now what is the human relationship to being on this planet and the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. We can't, we can't forget about our physical reality. And I think sometimes when life gets tough, we kind of like to escape into the spiritual world because we never learned how to ground into our bodies and to face unpleasant feelings while still in our body. Wow. There's so much in what you just shared that I want to unpack because I want everyone listening to get really, really get clear on this. Uh, what's interesting to me is when you were just uh, talking about the different realms, you know, we've got the physical realm, the, the virtual realm, than the unseen realm. Like I am very familiar with the unseen realm because of the plant medicine spaces that I've been in. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a plant medicine space under psychedelics, especially ayahuasca or something like Bufo, I mean, they each have a different, they each kind of tap into a different unseen energy where like Bufo taps into more of the God energy and ayahuasca can go in all different directions. Mm-hmm. That working with plant medicine in that way really helped me see and and recognize the unseen and how it's always there. What I feel I wasn't super uh, consciously aware of was how much of that impacts us on a daily basis. And especially today and the visual I have, cause I, I'm, I'm such a visual person as I see these like bubbles all over the world, these bubbles and like every human being has bubbles around them. And you kind of like go in and out of all these different bubbles, these different realms. And people can also bring you into their bubbles. The, the media can bring you into their bubbles. You know um, what you're saying about Fukushima, like you can go into that bubble and be in that bubble. And all of a sudden the anchored feeling that you had within your body is gone, mm-hmm. nowhere to be found. 
And I feel that this is what's taking for me sovereignty to that next level, to the realest of real levels. You know, I think sovereignty is just something that people keep talking about and throwing around, but no one's really anchoring into what that means. And for me, it means like being so rooted in your truth that you can be aware of the bubbles without being sucked into them. Mm -hmm. And that's been my personal journey over the past, I would say like eight, yeah, seven or eight months of being that anchor for myself of being able to see something on social media and not have my energy sucked into it, um, of receiving comments or feedback or whatever, and not being sucked into it of recognizing something in the unseen and not being sucked into it. And that to me is the real work because I feel like that is so much of the battle that we're all in that most people aren't even seeing and don't even recognize, right? And if we talk about the the idea of duality and good and evil, Let's just, I'm going to go there right now. (laughs) I feel like we have to, I feel like this is just kind of goes along with it, but the evil, darker entity like forces really feed off of our weakness, off of our fear, Mm -hmm. which is why there's so much pressure put on society to remain in this state of fear. And I loved how you said that some people can be, you know, feeling joy, but what they don't realize is it's coming from a place of fear. And that's really important for us to acknowledge because again, like none of us are bulletproof to this. Mm -hmm. We just get, we can just become more resilient and more aware. Um, so if we look at some of the things that you and I have talked about behind the scenes and what we've noticed on the quote unquote scene, the online scene within this personal and spiritual development scenes, you know, we're starting to see things like, um, I mean, the example that comes to mind and no judgment here. And like, this is something we need to be aware of, but the rise of people channeling for Mm -hmm. one thing. And I've always been open to to the idea of channeling. I've been exposed to people channeling for a long time. And I always use my discernment because to me, having the awareness of all these other realms, are you actually super clear on what you're channeling and from what realm you can say galactic beings, you can say Syrians, you can say whatever else you've read about about, and people are talking about. And how do you know for certain It's like, all I know for certain is this physical vessel in this 3d world that I am living in. That's what I know for certain. I can touch myself. I can feel, I I understand this, but the unseen that's like a barrel of monkeys. Like we don't know. Um, so I'm curious to know, or I'd love for you to share more on what you've been noticing Um, just within our spaces and how people are consciously or unconsciously tapping into some of these energies or different realms. 
And then we can start moving into like what to do and solutions. Cause listeners, we're not going to just leave you with like all the scary shit and not give you tools. (laughs) The tools are coming. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So this is an interesting thing because I, you know, I guess too, it depends. I, I will say this, this may actually depend a little bit and whether or not you see this, it could have something to do with experience or number of years you've kind of been on the planet. Um, I only say that because I remember when spirituality was not an influencer market, right? So, um, you know, it was kind of in the paradigm of, of like, back in the day when people were healers, but they didn't really make very much money. So what I've seen is that um, something shifted over the course of a couple of years. Um, and people are now making, you know, seven figures and up being spiritual and being healers. Like that was unheard of years ago, right? unless you were like Wayne Dyer or whatever, right? Um, You know, with like Hay House, you know, mega publishing behind you. Um, For me personally, I feel like it just exploded around the time of the pandemic. I don't know if that was just like the timeline I was in, but all of a sudden I just remember seeing so many people, like my timeline was just flooded with everyone was becoming a channeler. Like they just left the financial like wall street and now they were just channeling. So I was very confused. I was just like, well, what's happening here? So I just was seeing a lot. Uh, and I, I'm very sensitive. I'm very sensitive to energies and even more so like it just grows every year. Um, And I could almost feel the energy just being shoved into, onto social media as a means of wealth, like really fast wealth. Um, I'm just sharing kind of what I felt and witnessed. It was just this sudden push And I was like, what just happened? Did I just enter like this time, like warp? Um, And then I started kind of seeing as well that the new influencer model being promoted through like agencies were getting on the trend. So a lot of the spirituality, if you really looked deep enough, you would actually end up seeing they were all attached to full-blown agencies, right? So, you know, an influencer agency, I don't know the details of how that all works or what gets done for you or, you know, but you've got a team, you know, you've got a team of experts, you've got a lot of help, you've got focus and you've got never ending supply of content, like, and all you really, you know, you're just the, the face of it. So, um, in a time where misinformation, disinformation, 
um, big data, privacy issues, freedom of speech. And at a time, you know, again, this is my tech background coming in, but I was starting to be like, whoa, there's a lot of things being hurled at humanity right now. Like hurled, systematically hurled. And that to me is not coming from a space of divinity. And um, and again, I'm just I'm talking about energetically, it doesn't feel it's coming from a place of di- divine, pure um, soul frequency, embodiment. Um, and I get that, you know, there's a lot of new souls coming out of the planet and they they stay connected. They don't have as many of the blocks and the conditioning that those of us that have been on the planet a little bit longer in this lifetime. Um, but I, I think this is where the discernment piece comes in. You know, you really have to discern for yourself, what energy is really pure and divine um, and and which energies are coming from an agenda. I think that's a very, it's such a delicate line when you turn spirituality into a business. And, you know, it's even something myself I've been struggling with because I come with like years of knowledge in, you know, like I said, in, in, in science tech and, you know, even just my, the medical knowledge from everything I've personally had to go, go through to keep me alive, you know, for years. Um, and I, I think that there is, I think we each, as a human being on the planet, need to start asking ourselves, what is my agenda here? So like when I share my near-death experience, my agenda was not money. And I think that will shock a lot of people because I did so many things that I didn't monetize. I very easily could have monetized and I just freaking didn't because that I knew that my story wasn't, that wasn't my, I'm sharing a story, but the story is not me. Okay. So I felt humanity needed to really truly understand. And yes, the, the, spiritual self-development um, industry, you know, most people know this by now, but a lot of humans, you know, walking the planet don't understand. They don't know what happens to the soul after death. They don't understand the significance of what it means that you actually don't die. Like, what are the, the your whole life changes when you know that. Because you can't ever live life the same again. Okay, so 
this is not a little marketing thing for me. This is not a little like, like if there's one message I can get out and my story just is so crazy that it can garner like multiple millions around the world to tune in just to hear that. Like I've fulfilled a, a mission and a promise that I made to myself and the divine, right? The divinity of life upon being resuscitated. But that's not, there's no agenda behind that other than I just felt humanity had the right to know that. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you start now, if I'm going to then take my, that knowledge, that business and turn it into a business model. Okay. It would be my responsibility to constantly be checking with my integrity, my ethics. Who do I, who am I trying to serve? Am I trying to serve leaders in really understanding the impact of that knowledge, that particular knowledge and how it needs to guide your own values and what type of work you put out in the world as a leader? Or is it, you know, somebody going through stage four cancer and they're terrified and their family's terrified? Um, and maybe I need to price it so it's more accessible to those people. That's been my struggle, right? Is really understanding where do I want to go with this from here? Because that is part of my story. Like most people don't even realize the whole heart part of it around my story. Um, so, you know, my point is that it's everything right now. We live in a world where everything is about money and success, money and success, money and success. There's nothing wrong with that. But it does get a little tricky when you now have people channeling and in the same breath talking about how they're going to channel and make seven figures and multiple millions. Something is misaligned, okay? Because when I crossed over, there was no money. Like, and I get people will say, but Sherry, we live in a physical reality and I need money. I get that. But once you start channeling for money and channeling to grow your business and claiming you are connected to the divine, there is a huge, huge responsibility that comes with that because people are trusting their energetic frequency with you. They are trusting the timeline you're going to take them on. They are also trusting that you know what you're doing <laughs> so that when you start channeling the divine and then all of a sudden their soul starts waking up and wanting to do things and, oh, hey, but before we can really wake up and start making our millions, how about we look at this trauma first? And this happened to me, you know, so I am speaking from experience. 
does the spiritual teacher you are going to that claims they make tons of money, right? They get all types of people coming to them. You know, they charge this and that for their spiritual wisdom. Yet you go on one of their courses, take one of their courses, and you are now sent immediately down a very, very dark hole. And you don't know what happened. You don't know who to turn to. And that leader is like, I can't help you. And like my my one-on-ones are now a hundred thousand. I can't, I can't help you with that. But you just put your channeling all over this person, right? And they trusted you, right? It's a sacred thing to channel. It's a sacred thing to connect with the divine. Um, so I think what really happens is when you are not channeling these pure essence you know, these frequencies, you may be picking up some dark, dark stuff. And what the spiritual community is too afraid to talk about is that the unseen world has some dark stuff going on as well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, really, really well said. And I think the distinction that is the most helpful was being able to discern which energies are really coming from pure heart, pure divine energy versus with an agenda. Yes. Um, You know, that felt really like a visceral difference for Mm -hmm. me because of course, like we also, we also in this human world don't want to go back to the times of like being a martyr and now you just can't survive in this 3d plane. However, there is this depth of manipulation that's taking place that people are not aware of, Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel that we've been primed for this for a while, because for how long over the past 10 years, um, we've seen the emphasis beyond growth on Mm -hmm. scaling, on amplifying on, on like bigger, better, stronger, faster. And I agree. There is this weird, like, I don't even know how to describe it, like an insurgence of, of people claiming to be in the, the spiritual realms, yet tapping into some really odd energies. And at a time when humanity is like at the weakest it's ever been, exactly. right? Because 2020, the rug got pulled up from underneath everyone. And so people started going into fear um, uh, base mentality, fear, entering their nervous systems, operating fight, flight, or freeze, trying to find, um, anything to latch onto that helps them feel safe, right. That helps them feel safe. Mm-hmm. And so this was a very vulnerable time in humanity, a very vulnerable time. And it's easy to grasp onto people. And over the past two years, like we've just seen that, uh, worsening with the amount of, news, media, wars, propaganda, manipulation tactics that are being, again, thrown onto humanity. And so it's weakening humanity even more, putting them in deeper states of fear, unrecognizable states of fear. And now comes the manipulative tactics that I I honestly believe 
most of the people who are doing this type of work aren't even aware of it. They just get swept up in the energetic of it. Right. And the ego part of themselves is like, yes, money. I get to do money to serve. Like, I don't want to be a martyr. This is what I get to do. And yet somewhere along the way, they've lost that divine connection and even the connection to their truth. And so it's coming from this misguided place and this place of, uh, like you said, like there's an agenda and I I've noticed this in my own work and I think I've shared with you behind the scenes how for so much of my career since 2014, it's been on the scene, up front and center. For anyone listening who's been following me since 2014, you know, like I used to go, I was posting three times a day, one video a day, YouTube, all the things, every single platform, you name it, I was there. I was doing live events, live workshops. I was everywhere. And after 2020, I really started to dig deep into like, well, this doesn't really feel meaningful. Like, I feel like I'm getting wrapped up in something that I don't actually really want. And when I started uncovering the timelines, realizing it's a different timeline that I had energetically tapped into, but what's my timeline? Where am I at? And it's going back to what I said at the beginning of this episode, um, like what is my role? Well, my role is to really serve the leaders of this new earth. Like that's what it is. And a lot of that's going to happen behind the scenes. I don't have to be as loud about that. I'm super confident in the work that I do. I don't need to yell about it, preach about it, share about it all the time. I don't need to be everywhere all at once. And it's really taxing on my energy. And I, in, in the very human mean human language of success and our human understanding, I am successful and I am not greedy and there's no agenda. It comes from a place of servitude and mm-hmm. continuing to anchor myself back into that place has been my saving grace because it also feels really good to show up in the world from this energetic frequency. Um, whereas so, so many people that I'm seeing online, so many leaders, the only word I can use to describe how I'm seeing it is like, they're flailing, like they're just flailing. They're trying this, they're trying that they're still doing the rah-rah thing, showing up in really big ways without really anchoring into what's true for them, what's most meaningful to them, what what is their unique timeline that they want to operate in versus let me try this one, let me try this one, let me try this one, all as an attempt to calm the fear that they may or may not be aware of that resides within them. Yeah, absolutely. And I will definitely say from personal experience as someone who has As someone who has been through cancer, um, cardiac arrest, has been in a coma for four months, um, has lived on a bionic heart for five years, and then had a heart transplant. Okay, this is going to sound very (laughs) bizarre, but... The trauma of that experience did not hit me until 2020, okay? And this was 12 years ago or 10 years prior to the pandemic. So 
what that means, okay, and this is this is a really hard share <laughs> because it's made me question a lot of things within myself, okay? And this is this is the inner work. You know, this is the inner work that humanity is just being called to do right now. Um, I honestly did not realize how much trauma was stored in my body from, I mean, what I just listed sounds like a lot, right? I had no awareness that it was in my body for 10 years. And I was all over social media. I've been on national television. I've been in movies. I've, I had no awareness. None. So I know that you can be prancing around, <laughs> happy as can be, living your best life. <laughs> And have just beneath the surface so much trauma that dates all the way back from like childhood and prior. And you could literally have no freaking idea. And so the work that I've been doing to manage everything I've shared today from, you know, these, these, influencer agency driven content online the need to feel like i have to keep you know claiming my worth and shouting you know online that i'm here <laughs> like like all of that shifted for me because like you said i realized number 1 i've just done like I've just done like a million laps around all of those health issues I just talked about. Like, first of all, okay, people don't die, you know, have chest compressions, CPR, lifelong disability, you know, um, chemotherapy for half a year, like a heart transplant, you know, my ribs feel like they're broken every day. Like, you, you're not going to see people very heavily injured um, from medicine doing what I've done the past couple of years. You just won't hear about us. All right. So I absolutely do not regret anything I did. And in fact, I know now there's no way I could have done what I've done if this much trauma had come up at once. Mm -hmm. So number one, our bodies do work over time to protect us, but at some point we have to face deeper shit. And I am blessed enough where I've been able to take time off and to recognize and learn more about my physical body here on earth, you know, and to tell my story as well from a very grounded place. You know, I got to spend five years talking about the after realm and spirituality and love and expansion and all of these beautiful things. Um, 
And it's now time for me to talk about what it means to bring that beauty down here on earth. And the method is through the body. We've got to learn how to come back home into our bodies. And I'll tell you again, I had no clue I was outside of my body all these years. Because, you know, one of the things that happens when you, when you die, when you flatline, and you're in a coma, like your body, your brain will block out what happened to you, right? So I have selected amnesia that started to show itself more as more time went on. Um, but, and so when those memories come back in, I'm like, oh my God, like, that's right. I, I, I went through that. I forgot about that. Um, so our body has an incredible way of trying to protect us. It thinks it's protecting us, right? Because your nervous system can only handle so much at once. And it's the same with this pandemic. It's no different. If you danced your way through this pandemic and you continue to dance your way as more and more people around the globe are dying, you may think you're being strong, but there will come a point where your soul is going to make you face what is happening to humanity on both an individual and a collective level? And it won't be fun, right? But there's so, I can tell you this, there are so many more tools and support systems and methods of healing and integration out now than there were when I first died. So many more. I did not have the help back then that I do literally today. Like I am in tears at the amount of support I have now to support me being back inside my body, a body that went through a lot of trauma and, and tried as a visionary leader to just keep on going. There's Sherry. She, she's resilient. She doesn't, she doesn't stop. And um, yeah, it was beautiful. I, I built a whole new life for myself. I mean, who knew, right? But it's time. And the question I really want people to ask themselves is tune into your body, close your eyes. What is your body asking of you right now? And sometimes you'll even be saying it, but then you, you push it down. But it might be that your body is asking you to slow down long enough where you can actually ask it what is really going on. How do I really feel about, you know, what's happening in the planet? And is it going to, you know, how is it really affecting me? Because 
the more we can allow ourselves to create that daily practice of stillness and presence in the body, you know, which can be so hard as a, as a thought leader, as a visionary leader, boy, like (laughs) I've been like this my whole life. Just go, go, go create, create, like achieve, achieve. I've been like that my whole life. Um, so I know how hard it is to just freaking slow down. Well, eventually your body will just make you slow down, you know, or you can choose to slow down. And, you know, I think like you talked about with all of these energies and some of these dark frequencies, you know, playing their role right now on the planet, um, they are very, very real and they're very, very powerful. And there's only one way to minimize their impact on you or remove them completely. There's only one way. And that is coming back into your body. <laughs> like they are not going to be able to get rid of these energies by pointing out everything that's going on or being triggered all over the internet. It's going to come from a true, a better understanding of, um, that trauma has been inflicted on humanity, okay? It's been inflicted our whole lives. We just didn't see it. But now, now it's really visible. It's really, really visible. The manipulation, the media, um, the agencies behind pulling strings, like it goes deep. It goes real deep right? That manipulation goes deeper than most people want to actually acknowledge, okay? Because what would happen if I acknowledge that these entities, these forces, these institutions don't have my best interest at at heart? What would that mean for how I now need to operate in life, What responsibility do I now have to take over my body, my sovereignty, if I can no longer actually place some of my energy over? They'll handle it. These people will handle it. Okay, like the financial system, it'll bounce back like it does every other time because they'll handle it. That's not sovereignty. That's not sovereignty. You can say you're sovereign because you're a multimillionaire. If your multi-millions is held up <laughs> in a system that's coming down, right? Just how sovereign are you? Right? Are you going to be able to manage as the world continues to shift? Or are you just kind of biting your tongue and dancing around? I'm using that as an analogy, but are you thinking everything's okay, everything's okay, everything's okay, until it's not, right? So the best thing we can all do is to start cultivating more of that presence, start learning about what it really means to come back into your body and making sure that that is a part of your daily practice every single day, because The world is shifting. And while I truly believe it's a beautiful thing, right? Because I know where we're going to end up. 
you know, and if you study some of the ancient religions and, and teachings, they'll tell you, you know, we are shifting into a golden age, but there's a lot we need to go through to get there. Mm -hmm. Right. So take care of your self-care, you know, attune to your body, learn how to have a conversation with your body every single day, you know, and, and keep your energy sacred. Mm -hmm. So important. And might I also add, listen to your body and trust what your body is telling you because your body is constantly sending you signals mm. when things feel aligned and when they don't feel aligned. And it's so important for us to really listen and tune in and trust the signals that are being sent. Um, mm. So good. And to those of you thinking like, okay, well, these are the tools to get back into my body. <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, yes. You would be amazed the amount of people that I work with, how many of them are so out of body um, and don't even recognize it. Don't even recognize it. And I've been there and it's why I just, I absolutely love being in my body. I love being my body. The moment I start flying out of my body, I feel deeply uncomfortable because I've completely flipped that sense of normalcy for myself. And when we start to cultivate that sense of safety and trust within our physical vessels, we operate in the world differently because then we become our own guiding posts. That's what we're talking about here. Um, so Sherry, I mean, I feel like, again, say this, I said this on the last episode, we could talk for hours and we're like way beyond over time. So, uh, let's leave our listeners with one potent truth. That's one potent truth you want them to really anchor into. Yeah. I would say, understand the, the, the power of a healthy regulated nervous system and know that you have the control and the power to create that for yourself. And if you think you're, you're all perfect and you don't have to look into that, I would say be open to learn, at least learning more about nervous system regulation, especially during this time of such great, you know, revelations and transformations. <laughs> Mm, so important. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for being who you be in this world, for being so devoted to your own journey and for the work that you're now doing. What, I mean, the work that you've really just evolved into, cause it's not a complete different direction. It's an evolution of who you are. And I see it as like a true alchemy of all of your, your backgrounds, you know, all the different sectors that you've worked in have now come to this intersection of like, and here is my divine work. Mm -hmm. um, and so I love that. Um, for those of you listening, all of Sherry's links are in the show notes. If you want to learn more about Sherry, how to work with her, her offerings. Um, and she's got some really great 
messages, uh, meditations on YouTube. If you want to sink more into her frequency, um, Sherry, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for just being such an amazing sister to me in this lifetime during this time. Um, felt like it took forever for us to like really connect, but now we're like in it, in it. And I love it. <laughs> you too. I know. I love you too. It's been such an honor. And oh, I just love being here on your podcast. It's such an amazing podcast. I know you've worked so hard to build it to where it is today. So it's truly an honor to be here. And your audience is amazing. And um, so thank you for letting me share. And um, yeah, sending so much love out to everybody out there today. Um, all over the world, just sending you so much love. Mm, thank you. Um, and to our listeners, of course, like, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Potent Truth, where we're taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. Please be sure to connect with me and Sherry outside of this podcast. Our links to our social media and our websites are in the show notes. Make sure you drop a rating and review and share this episode with a friend. If you found it insightful in any way, please share it with a friend. And then make sure you check back on Monday for a brand new episode of Potent Truth. Aho family.